Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. My dear Jesus, hallelujah. This is how I say thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Are you ready for the Word of God this morning? Oh, you can sit down. Are you ready for the Word of God this morning? Uh, friend, if somebody can help me with the pulpit downstairs, I'll be appreciated. Hallelujah. My dear Jesus. My dear Jesus. You know, you must learn to say thank you. Hallelujah. Once something good has been done for you, you must learn to say thank you. Hallelujah. Because there's a lot of blessing in saying thank you. Amen. So all that, the song that she sang was that, Lord, Jesus, I'm thank you for saving me. Hallelujah. Knowing who I am and where I'm coming from, I am grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Are we blessed this morning? Please, I want to limit movements, okay? There shouldn't be any movements. Any technical thing that needs to be done before church and it's not done should, should not continue. Hallelujah. Beautiful. What a blessing. Uh, today I'm going to talk about a very important thing, which we've been talking about. But by the grace of God, we'll finish our three weeks of fasting and prayer. But like, but as Reverend Derek was saying, it does not mean you are done with fasting and praying. Don't say I've done it once, so I'm through. No, no, no. It's not true for the year. And I'll give you a reason why. The Bible said that when the devil tempted Jesus, and after he was done with Jesus, the Bible says he left him for a season. So one person who one person who is not afraid to come back is the devil. Hallelujah. So don't say I'm done with the devil, I'm done with him. He's gonna come back. Hallelujah. So prayer must continue, and fasting must continue. You see, why am I saying so? Whoever is doing the scripture will be very quick. The Bible, Jesus said that men always ought to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. It says we need to pray and not to faint. You see, what it means is that the effect of not praying is that you faint. Hallelujah. The effect of not praying is that you will faint. If you don't pray, you will faint. And I don't know whether there's anybody who has fainted before. Have you fainted before? You fainted before? Have you fainted before? Can you tell us how you felt when you were fainting? Dizzy? Okay, yes. Fainting. Dizzy? You can't see well? You are blacking out? It doesn't matter the cause of the, of the fainting. Because there are so many causes of fainting. You can, cause, you can faint from low sugar. Hunger. 
Just you are, you are simply damn hungry. <laughs> That's why you are fainting. <laughs> you can faint from low blood pressure, hypotension. Because your blood pressure is low. So all the hypos, hypoglycemia, low sugar, you faint. Hypotension, low blood pressure, you will faint. Hypo uh, thyroid, if your thyroid goes low, you will faint. Anything hypo, hypokalemia, if your potassium goes low, you will fail. Hypocalcemia, if your calcium goes low, you will faint. Anything hypo, hypokalemia, hypocalcemia, hypotension, anything hypo, will make you faint. Including hypo, dollar, dollar, hypo, dollar. <laughs> Sometimes you are fainting because the dollar is low. <laughs> hypo dollar. Ask your neighbor, are you suffering from hypo dollar? <laughs> no dollar, no dollar, no dollar. So basically, you, you faint. And what happens is that you feel dizzy. You can't stand. Things are bled. You are not sure. Hallelujah. Things are going around. You can't stand on your feet because you are fainting. You are dizzy. Which means that basically, no matter the cause, the end result is that oxygen and blood supply to the brain is decreased. So even if you have a cardiac arrhythmia and you are fainting, it's the same thing. It means that oxygen and blood supply to your brain is decreased. That's the final pathway. And Jesus said, men always ought to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. Men always ought to pray. Show that scripture, please. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. Is Nana up there? Good. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. So what Jesus was saying that if you don't pray, you will faint. Hallelujah. And why did he say so? Because he's saying so because of the world you are in. The world that you are in and the world that I am in, if you don't pray, you will faint. And like I said last week, wherever you are, you must know the, the local rules and the local laws. You see, if you don't know the local rules and the local laws in the place, you will suffer. You will struggle. You can actually be in trouble. Hallelujah. You know, like this, your beautiful hair, that is so nice, that you are showing we are all admiring it. If you go to Saudi Arabia, if you, you're in Saudi Arabia, you'll be in jail. I know. <laughs> in Saudi, you'll be in jail because you're supposed to cover your hair. So, so even though we are admiring in America, if you go to Saudi, it's a jail sentence. So you must know where you are. And Jesus is saying that the earth that we are on, if you don't pray, you will faint. And the reason why he made that statement, you must understand the earth. And here I will spend some time to teach you. The Bible says when God created the universe, he created the angels. And one of them became a rebel. And his name was Lucifer. And he was cast down. And when he was cast down, look, there are so many planets. There is Mars, there is Jupiter. There's uranium, there's Venus. But when he was cast down, he found himself on earth. 
We wish he had gone to Mars. But he came on earth. This is where he landed. This, he landed on earth. And it was after the devil was on earth, many, many millenniums later, that man was created. So, James, do you understand? So, when, man, when Adam and Eve came on earth, they were already occupants here. They were the fallen angels and the demons. They were already here. They were already here. So that is why the Bible says that because of that, the whole world lieth in wickedness. So basically, you have come to a place where the demons and Satan are already there. So if you don't know how to navigate, you will faint. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said that you ought to pray, all that he's trying to tell us is that, look, where you are, they are rulers and they are occupants. You came to meet so if you don't use some spiritual powers, you will faint. You will be frustrated. You will always struggle because you don't know how to live in that place. Because every place is how you live. Like, like, some, like someone said, in this country, in this country, if you don't have a doctor, you'll be in trouble. And the reason, one of the basic reasons being that whether you came from Trinidad, whether I come from Ghana, whether I come from Cote d'Ivoire, whether I come from Jamaica, a lot of places when you need antibiotics, you just walk to the drugstore. And just buy the uh, antibiotic. Can I get some uh, penicillin? And they just write it for you. The local pharmacist. Man, I got diarrhea. You see, but you cannot walk to a CVS here and get antibiotic. You need a prescription. Do you understand? So, so whereas it may not be essential to have a primary doctor maybe in Jamaica, here in, you need to. Hallelujah. I mean, some countries you can buy anything over the counter. Anything. <laughs> I know some countries you can buy anything over the counter. Including opioids. Percocet. Over the counter. But here, even to prescribe, not even every doctor can pres prescribe a narcotic. You need to get a DEA and a narcotic licensure to prescribe a narcotic. So you must know that where you are. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, look, on earth you have to pray. You have to pray. So all that I'm talking to you about is that you must, I'm teaching us you must pray. You must pray. Otherwise you will struggle. That's all. You must pray. Hallelujah. And when I'm talking, see, don't, don't say, oh, well, I mean, somebody told me, like, life is what you make it. I'm, I'm, I mean, you guys are too superstitious. Life is what you make it. I've been to school. Listen, I've also been to school. Do I, do I sound like an illiterate to you? Do you know the number of schools I've been to? The science I understand. The medicine I understand. But in spite of that, I can tell you that without prayer, you are done for. Hallelujah. And I've been talking about, so prayer is what we've been talking about. And then, like everything else, like everything else, you must know how to do it. Hallelujah. You must know how to do it. Because you must know how to do it. You must, you, you must know how to pray. You see, the disciples were very smart. They came to Jesus. 
He said, Master, teach us how to pray. They didn't say, Master, teach us how to shop. Or Master, teach us how to cook. But they said, Master, teach us how to pray. Hallelujah. Teach us how to pray. Because they saw the importance of prayer. Amen. So, what I'm sharing with us this Sunday morning is that, one, number one, you must pray. Is that, now do you understand, you get it, do you understand why you must pray? Yeah, you must pray. Because you are in a very dangerous world. That's what you don't know. And then number two, my assignment to you, how to pray. Hallelujah. So that your prayer will be effective. Amen. The Bible says in the book of uh, James chapter 5 verse 16, it says that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Show us that scripture. James 5 16. The effectual, it says confess your force one to another and pray one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, three words here, effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man Avail it. And the meaning of the word avail it means it has, it's, as you say, there's much power. There's much potential. There's availability. It means that if you want prayer that can work, if you want prayer that has potential, if you want prayer that can do the job, then that prayer must have this three comp- this That prayer must have these three parts. It must be effectual. It must be fervent. And it must come from a righteous man. That's all. Anything, anything short of it, it may not work. Because the word availeth much means it's powerful. It's effective. It achieves results. Hallelujah. So, three things we are going to talk So, I'm saying, effectual. First of all, is my prayer effectual? Is my prayer fervent? Am I a righteous person? Hmm. Let me talk about effectual. For a prayer to be effectual or effective, the prayer must be based on the word of God. So you cannot pray anything that is outside the Bible. Can I get an amen? For, For God to answer the prayer, it must come from the Bible. So you cannot concoct your own thing. Mm, I want him to die. God, kill him. Has God, God is not going to answer that prayer because God is not about to kill him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't like my mother-in-law. God gave her an accident. No, no, no. God is not going to answer. I hate my boss. God. No, 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 no. Find a Bible reason. Hallelujah. So your prayer must first of all be based on the Bible. That is why you must understand, read the Bible. A lot of people don't want to read their Bible. You don't want to read your Bible. In fact, a lot of charismatic Christians, modern day Christians, we don't like to read our Bible. Please, take your time and read the Bible. Read the Bible. It is the word of God. Try and read your Bible every day. Every morning, even one verse, one, read something. 
My dear, are you going to read the Bible every day? Thank you. That's all. Let's, me and you, every day read one, just even one verse so that you know something. <laughs> read the Bible so that you can pray from the Bible. Then, they're not, what's, then fervent, I'm, I'm go, I'll come back to fervent. The next component is of a righteous man. Righteous means right standing with God. Righteous means that for God to answer your prayer, you must have a right standing with God. And over here, there's a lot of problem here, you know. Because as you are sitting here, you don't, you don't see yourself righteous. I mean, if we were to go by real righteousness, I mean, where you were last night, mm -mm. <laughs> I mean, the movies we have been watching this week, I mean, I'm talking about the, the website you've been visiting, you cannot be righteous. I'm talking. I know you. I know what you've been watching. The site you've been visiting, www.whatever. <laughs> www.whatever.com So the site you've been visiting, you don't qualify to be righteous. No, you don't. Nah. See, but, but thank God. Everybody say, thank God. Everybody say, thank God. Thank God because the Bible says our righteousness is not of ourselves. Our righteousness is of Christ. Do you understand? It is because of our faith and our belief in Christ that we are made righteous. Not our works. Because by your works, I wonder not even my wife can qualify than you. <laughs> ah! If you are going by a wife and my wife, born holy cannot qualify than you. Not at all. <laughs> yeah? So our righteousness is of God. That is why if you are here, you must believe in Jesus Christ and give your life to him so that at least by that decision, you qualify to be righteous. Hallelujah. So our righteousness of God. Yeah. yeah. Amen. It is God who makes you righteous. You must believe in him. He is the one who makes you righteous. That is why the Bible says, he who knew no sin, who to Jesus Christ, he knew no sin. He was made sin. You understand? He was made sin. Jesus Christ was clean, was made sin, so that you can become righteous. So put, that's why we say thank you, Jesus. That's why we thank him. Otherwise, we will never qualify. Hallelujah. So we are, one, here you are talking about uh, effectual, which is you must pray based on the Bible. And then two, of a righteous man, which is of God. So the next thing we need to look carefully is fervent. The prayer must be fervent. The prayer must be fervent. Your prayer must be fervent. Fervent means intense. It means you mean it. It does not necessarily mean you are shouting. But it means you must believe it. Hallelujah. So those of us who pray because somebody has told you to pray. No, 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 no. no. Pray because you believe it. 
pray because you want it. No, see, don't pray to satisfy somebody. Look, prayer is like eating. You cannot eat for anybody. You can't eat and I'll be full. If I want to be full, I must eat. So prayer, you must pray yourself. And when you pray, mean it. Don't do it like, oh, they say I should pray. They say when we're in primary school, they tell us to pray. We used to go to primary school. I don't know why you went to primary school. But my primary school, in the morning, there was an assembly. We line up, shortest in front. <laughs> then they will start. Our Father, who is out in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We don't even mean it, just, it was like a rhyme. Yeah. It was a poem. That prayer was a poem. We didn't mean it at all. They, they say, say it. Our Father, you art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom. They see some of the boys. Ask yourself, they'll be stealing your pen from your pocket. <laughs> in the assembly, they'll be stealing. And say, Our Father, we didn't mean it at all. Frank, we didn't mean it. So, so even didn't know the right word. What do you say, Our Father? What in heaven? How be thy name? Huh? What is it? I'm shaking to heaven. <laughs> That's one. So if I say it again, I'm shaking to heaven. I'm shaking to heaven. I don't know. You didn't know at all. It was a rhyme. It was a poem. But your prayer should not be like that. I said your prayer should not be like that. Okay? The effectual, if you want the prayer to work, they mean it when you pray. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you, if time permits, examples. I'm just going to show you examples of fervent prayer. Examples of people who prayed fervently. Amen. The first one, the first example I'm going to show you is a man called Elijah. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 18, verse 41. First Kings 18, 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up. You see, the background to this story was that there was famine in the land. And it had not rained for three years, three and a half years. And the king there was called Ahab. And Elijah was the prophet. And Elijah went to open his mouth and said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there's the sound of abundance of rain. He went to tell the king. When there was famine, when there was drought, there was no rain. He said, Relax, king. Eat. Chill. I hear rain. I hear rain. Okay, continue. So Ahab, so the Ahab who was the king, went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, which is a mountain, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and he and he and he put his face. Do you do you understand? Somebody put his face between his knees. It's like he didn't want any disturbance. No distraction. He was serious. Okay? He put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, 
go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. You said there is rain and there is nothing. Can you believe it? And he said, there is nothing. There is nothing. Meanwhile, you are going to open your big mouth. To tell the king there is rain. When there is nothing. And he said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. Go again. Everybody say with me, go again. Say pray again. Say pray again. Say pray again. Listen, if you don't get anything from today's one of the things I want to tell you is that saying something, saying, saying, speaking is one thing. But it happening is another. Because like they say, talk is cheap. Elijah was the one who opened his mouth. But there is rain. Where there was no rain. So what I want to say is that, yes, we confess, we make confession. But let me tell you something. Whatever you do, whatever you say, you must back it up with prayer. Say amen. Whatever you want, you are believing, back it up with prayer. Because without backing it up with prayer, you will not see it. A lot of us just make confessions, but we don't back it up with prayer. We must pray about it. I want a new job. Fine, but pray about it. I believe God that I have a new scholarship. Fine, but pray about it. I believe God that I am married. Fine, pray about it. I believe that I have a good scholarship. Fine, pray about it. Unless you pray, you will not see it. Put your hands together for the Lord. I will say, you see, I'm, do you know why Elijah put his leg in between his legs? Because he has gone to open his big mouth. And this Ahab, just before that, he has killed 400 prophets already. If it did not happen, Ahab will kill him, I tell you. This president, he has killed 400 prophets. He has killed them. So, what he has going to say, if it did not happen, his life is on the line. You see, what I'm trying to share with you that, you see, you see why he was so fervent. He said, some of us, the things that you have said with your mouth, you better pray that it comes to pass. Otherwise, it will not be easy for you. Oh, yeah. You are committed. You are committed. Like they say in soccer, the goalkeeper is committed. You are committed. That is why a young lady told me one time she was going to get married. And she told me that, Reverend, this marriage must work. Then I said, why do you say this marriage must work? He said, where we are coming from? He said, the opposition from my parents and the opposition from his parents, if this doesn't work, we are dead because we can't go back. <laughs> That's what he said. It's like, look, the opposition from his parents and the opposition from my parents, if this thing does not work, we are dead. So by all means, it must work. I am committed. You see, you are in a situation where you are committed. You have made a certain arrangement. You have made a certain job. You have made a certain person, a certain relationship. It must work. 
There is no room for error. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm preaching to you, my brother. It must work. It must work. I mean, you have missing, you have changed a certain job. Where you are now, it must work. Otherwise, it's not easy. Hallelujah. Yeah. It must work. It must work. There's no room for error. No, it must work. Some of you, you have migrated from a country, very far country, to a new place. It's not like, it's not that you enjoy the snow. No, 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 no. You came for something and the way you have migrated and the people you left behind, they are doing well. So I tell you, it better work for you here. I'm preaching, yes. Because the guys you left behind, they have also progressed. So it better work for you here. It must work. Say with me, it must work. Can't go back. No, I'm prophesying to somebody. Don't take my word for granted. It must work. You've crossed a certain bridge. You can't go back. It must work. Nate, 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 it must work. It must work. Sometimes the thing that you have sacrificed, the thing that you have given up, where you are, it must work. Haro, it must work. It must work. Because so many things have gone in. It must work. Yeah. That's why Elijah, so, because Elijah said, this thing, if it doesn't work, I'm a dead man. Sister, a certain sister, a first one sister. One boy that he was, she was interested in. She fought every girl. <laughs> it must work. Hey! I've never seen a fighter like that. I had she fought for the brother. She fought for the brother tooth and nail. Nobody can talk to her. Nobody can WhatsApp her. Nobody can talk to him, WhatsApp him, chat with him. No, 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 no. If she sees you, be smiling. Was, she was like a Gaboo viper. <laughs> yeah. She literally fought everybody. You know how some girls are? It's like, I want him, I must have him, everybody aside. She will step on toes. she got him I said finally she got him then I said it must work this one the enemies you have created the people you have fought the friends you have lost because of him it must work some of you the stews you have cooked the laundry you have done the soup you have made and even unfortunately the milk you have offered (laughs) it must work you have offered free milk 
must work. You see, somebody like me. Somebody like me, please. You see, by profession. You understand? I'm a medical trainer that I'm fully qualified. I have colleagues who came here who are program directors, who are running programs. I spend my time doing the church, planting church, doing the work of God. So somebody like me, it must work. And it's working. I say, and it's working. I say, it's working. It must work. It must work. That's why I'm here. It must work. And it's working. When I see them, they are directors. Which one my director of a church? Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm a late president of the whole region. It must work. Yeah. Ah. They can present their papers and they applaud it. Applaud it. Me too. I preach and I lay hands and they applaud it. It must work. It must work. So you must come with that attitude. That's what, that, that was the attitude that Elijah came with. That this thing has worked. Yeah. So you must say, there's nothing. So he said, so there is nothing. There's nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. Why seven times? Because until I see it, I won't stop. That's why it must work. Things will go. It must work. Until I see it, I won't stop. Hallelujah. Go again seven times. Continue. And it came to pass at the seventh time. And he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariots, get thee down, and run. And, uh, uh, that the, the, and run down, that the rain stop thee not. Because the thing is beginning to work. Hallelujah. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Because it's working. Somebody say it's working. Yes. Say it's working. working. Because you prayed. It must work. And I'm, I'm agree with you. It will work. Amen. It will work. Amen. I say it will work Amen. because a lot of sacrifice and effort are gone into it, so it will work. Amen. It will work. I must say, and the hand of the Lord, you see. So Ahab started riding his chariots from the mountain to the city. Ahab had chariots. Ahab, Ahab, horses. Ahab had chariots and horses. He was going at top speed. Elijah had nothing. The Bible says, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins and ran before the entrance. So by the time Ahab got there with his chariots, his BMW, his Lexus, Elijah, who had nothing but had one thing, the hand of God was already there. Amen. Yeah. By the time he got there, Ahab, Ahab had horses. He had chariots. Elijah had nothing but the hand of God. And because of the hand of God, when the time you got there, it was already ahead. That should be your story. Yeah. Because you don't have any chariots. You don't have chariots. 
You don't have horses. You don't have the degree. You don't have the money. You don't have the qualification. So if you're going by that, you cannot get it. But if you have the hand of God, in spite of not having the degree, before they get there, you will be there. There is something called the supernatural power. May the hand of the Lord be upon you. I say, may the hand of the Lord be upon you. I say, may the hand of the Lord be upon you. Yes, I know you don't have that qualification. You don't have that degree. You don't have that job. Even that purpose you don't have. But may the hand of the Lord be upon you. For if God be with you, who can be against you? Receive the hand of God on your life. It's going to work. There are miracles. Young man, there are miracles. Are, I can see in the spirit. There are many things that you don't have. And the Bible is the whole stop trusting in your abilities. Trust in the hand of God. You will get there faster. Yeah. But the summary of it all is that Elijah was committed. Listen from today, James, from today, don't pray. Do do that on prayers. Maybe, maybe not. No. Because some things are serious. If they don't work, you are dead. No? So come in with the attitude that look, I ain't going back. This thing must work. I mean, your investment, your time, your commitment, your reputation, it must work. You are praying that it must work. Ask God for his hand. Tell you. James is the hand of God I'm talking about. When it is upon your life, whatever you don't have does not matter because there's something called the supernatural hand of God. Ahab didn't have any horses, no chariots. Ahab had horses, he had chariots, he had all the qualifications, the Mercedes, the degree, the family background. Ahab had it all. Elijah had nothing. But it doesn't matter. Elijah had the greatest, the hand of God. The hand of God. I say the hand of God. I say the hand of God. With God on your side, Maurice, all things are possible. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is one example of a fervent prayer. Hallelujah. It must work. Tell me about it must work. I said, tell you nobody it must work. I said, tell you nobody it must work. Yeah. Maybe I'll give you one more example. Another example. Was Jacob in Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. Genesis 32, 24. This was Jacob. Coming home to meet his brother. And he was afraid of Esau. Because of what, because of what he did to Esau. You know, the guy stole from Esau, you know. So when he was coming to meet Esau, he knew that Charlie. This thing will not be easy for me. So the Bible said, so he got to a place where he was left alone. And Jacob was left alone, because he was left alone. And there wrestled with a man. And there rested a man with him until the breaking of the day. Continue. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hole of his thigh 
and the whole of Jacob's tie was out of joint. And he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. For the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go. I'm not going to let you go. I am not going to let you go. Except thou bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. Continue. And, Jacob, and he said to him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Next verse. And he said, thy name shall be, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. But rather Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God, with men, and you have prevailed. Because Jacob had a tenacity. He wrestled with the angel. And he said, if you don't bless me, I'll let you go. And look at the blessing. It says, thy name shall be no more Jacob, but Israel. As a prince, you have power with God, with men. And today, today, Jacob is still blessed. Israel is blessed because of this. As at present day today, Israel is still blessed because of this. Why? Because, you see, there is something called the last chance. There is something called the last chance. The last chance. Jacob was like, if I let this guy go, I'm done. This is my last chance. So I tell you, unless you bless me, you are not leaving. That's only the last chance. The last opportunity. This is your last chance. If you let this thing pass by, you are done for. Hallelujah. So he said, no, 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 no. I had you today. I'm not letting you go. Whatever it takes. He, and the Bible says he wrestled. I'm talking about wrestling. See, wrestling is different. He was not chatting with the angel. They were wrestling. So those of you who don't want to pray like you are wrestling. Do you know what wrestling is? Do you know what wrestling is? It means we are engaging each other. That's wrestling. Hallelujah. You can't say you are tired when you are wrestling. You lose. So all that I'm sharing with us this afternoon is that there are examples of fervent prayer. A prayer that you pray that this is my last chance. This is my last chance. And Jacob said, look, dude, if you don't bless me, you're not going. No, 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 no. This matter, if you don't bless me, you're not going. Hallelujah. Fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. Pray like your life depends on it. I say pray like what? Your life depends on it. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. It's your last chance. It's your last chance. Fight. Hallelujah. This is your last chance. I'm trying to share with us today a certain heart to pray. And pray like you mean it. Don't pray like a routine. Hallelujah. When Moses went up onto the mountain to pray, that's the third example. The Bible says he went up onto the mountain and he began to pray. And every time his hands was up, Israel was winning. 
But when his hands come down, they will be losing. Exodus 17. Every time his hands went up. Okay? Every time his hands up. To bring. Next verse. Why for the Exodus, continue. So Joshua just Moses and fought with Amalek, and Moses and Moses and Aaron went up to the hill of the, the went up to the hill. Continue. And it came to pass when Moses, you see, it was a spiritual battle. So every time Moses' hands was up, Israel will be winning down. When Moses gets tired. You see, that was it came to pass when Moses had up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, when Moses said, my hands are down, the enemy will win. But when his hands go up, he will win. But when he drops his hands down, the enemy will win. That was the battle. And like every human being, at the point he got tired. How long can you keep your hand up? How long, Isaac, how long can you keep your hand up? So he got, so like every human being, you get tired. Because for them to win, his hands must always be up. But at the point, he got tired. Because you cannot keep your hand up forever, Frank. So, is it, and, and, and I'm not, next verse. But when Moses' hands were heavy, so, but, but Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat there on, and he stayed, and, and Aaron held his hand, and uh, he held his hand, one on the other side, one on the other side, until, the, until from morning till evening, they held his hand. Because every time his hand went down, they were losing. Reverend, what am I trying to tell you? Listen to me. You cannot say you are tired when the thing after you has not stopped chasing you. Push your hand together for the Lord. You cannot retire when the charges after you has not been dropped. Some of us say, I'm tired. You are tired? You are tired? You are tired? Somebody is coming after your husband and say, you are tired? No, no, no. Get a stone and let one prayer hold you here, another person hold you here. But as you're tired, you will not be tired. Don't be tired. Tell your neighbor, don't be tired. There is a local saying in some part where I come from. Do you, 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 you want to hear the local saying? There's a local saying that when the animal that is running after you has not stopped, you can't say, you tired. It's like a dog is chasing you and you are running away and the dog is coming and you say, you are tired. No, you cannot be tired. I say, you cannot be tired. I say you cannot be tired. I say you cannot be tired. The persecution is coming. Somebody is after your health. Your health is failing. Your health is failing. You are battling for your health. You say, I'm tired. You cannot be tired. Tell anybody you cannot be tired. I said, you cannot be tired. Your child, your child is going wayward. Your child is not behaving. Something is happening to your child. And say, I am tired. Do whatever you want to do. No, you can't say that. You have to go down your knee. And call an Aaron, call a hair. Sit on a stool and intercede until you see the result. There are too many soft Christians. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Tired? The dog is... A, 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 a bulldog is after you. 
tired. You are tired. You think the dog will stop? You cannot be tired. I said what? You cannot be tired. Somebody has targeted your husband. I'm talking about. He has, she has targeted your husband. When you make beef for him, he makes uh, chicken. When you give him rice, he, she gives him macaroni. When you give him kenke, she gives him hamburger. You say you are tired. You cannot be tired. Church, I'm not out of words. I'm just out of time. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everybody pray. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Oh, Jesus. For God has spoken. One more time, sing it. Let the church say amen. Oh, for God has spoken, Lord. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church. This Sunday afternoon you are here. You are in church. You came by yourself or somebody invited you. It doesn't make any difference. The Bible says that the effectual, fervent, prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I have spoken about prayer. I have talked about prayer. But one of the conditions that God will answer your prayer is if you are righteous. And you cannot be righteous by your own good behavior. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't sleep around. I don't fornicate. Yes, they are all good, but they don't make you righteous. They cannot make you righteous. You can only be righteous if you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You can only be righteous when you give your life to Jesus. So this Sunday afternoon, Wherever you are, whether you are on Zoom or in person. I want you to take a decision. To give your life to Jesus. To be born again. To be born again. To make sure that your name is written in the book of life. Whether you are young, whether you are old, whether you are male, whether you are female, it doesn't matter. Your name must be written in the book of life. For the Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Righteousness is by God. It's not by works. So whoever you are and wherever you are with every eye closed, there is room at the cross. You say, Pastor, I heard what you said. I heard your preaching. 
I am tired of going my own way. From today, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Some time ago, I was a sinner like you, but I heard this prayer and I gave my life. So wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I see your hand. God bless you. More hands. There is room at the cross. Brother, I... are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? Like I preach, are you serious? Are you serious? Brother, over there, are you serious? This one of you, push your, push your hands together for them. Push your hands together. Are you serious? I like it. I, I like it. You see, I'm not. The reason why I want you to come forward is that I'm not a joker. So I wanted you to, I want you to come forward to prove that you are serious. And I can see that you are serious. I can see that you are really serious. And that's what our God wants. That's what our God wants. That we will be serious with Him. We are not perfect. We are not perfect. We have so many problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are not perfect. We have so many problems. But for once, let's be serious with him. Amen. So if you are really serious, I'm going to pray a prayer and you pray with me. Heavenly Father, and everybody join me. Heavenly Father, this Sunday afternoon, I come as a sinner. Have mercy on me. I want to be a child of God. Lord Jesus, I am not righteous I am not holy but because of you I can become righteous and I can become holy thank you for saving me Amen we hope you've been blessed feel free to join any of our services contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.